Welcome to our daily portion with WIT Ministries. I'm Matt Russell, and I'm the director of WIT Ministries. And at Walking in Truth Ministries, we want to help people to be able to live a more God-centered, God-focused life and uh, in every aspect of their life. So the purpose for this podcast is for us to really strengthen our biblical discipline of reading the Bible. So I'm going to read a scripture every day where I'm going to share a nugget about that scripture. And then I'm going to say a little prayer at the end. And that will be the entirety of our episodes for this podcast. Uh, Please feel free to check us out at walkingintruthministries.org. Or you can also check out our other podcast, which is Living the Wit Life with Walking in Truth Ministries. I hope that this podcast blesses you as much as it blesses me. And uh, let's go ahead and get started with our daily portion. Are you concerned about what the future holds? Are you confident that the retirement plans that you have today will still be secure tomorrow? Let us help you by clearing up the uncertainty. This is Matt Russell, the director of WIT Ministries. Many of us at Walking in Truth Ministries are bivocational, working in our ministry as well as in the financial services industry at WinBig Financial Group. We help people to build a tax-free and risk-free retirement. Give me a call at 817-903-2575 to support our ministry and to secure your family's financial future. Again, Call today at 817-903-2575. Thank you and God bless. Genesis 31. Jacob leaves secretly for Canaan. Now Jacob heard the words of Laban's son saying, Jacob has taken away all that was our father's and from what belonged to our father, he has made all his wealth. Jacob saw the attitude of Laban, and behold, it was not friendly toward him as formerly. Then the Lord said to Jacob, Return to the land of your fathers and your relatives, and I will be with you. So Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to his flock in the field and said to them, I see your father's attitude that it is not friendly toward me as formerly, but the God of my father has been with me. You know what I have served, that I have served your father with all my strength. Yet your father has cheated me and changed my wages ten times. However, God did not allow him to hurt me. If he spoke thus, the speckled shall be your wages, then all the flock brought forth speckled. And if he spoke thus, the striped shall be your wages, then all the flock brought forth striped. Thus God has taken away your father's livestock and given them to me. And it came about at the time when the flock were mating that I lifted up my eyes and saw in a dream. And behold, the male goats which were mating were striped, speckled, and mottled. Then the angel of God said to me in a dream, Jacob, and I said, here I am. He said, lift up now your eyes and see that all the male goats, which you, which are mating are striped, speckled and mottled. For I have seen all that Laban has been doing to you. I am the God of Bethel, where you anointed a pillar, where you made a vow to me. Now arise, leave this land and return to the land of your birth. Rachel and Leah said to him, do we still have any portion or inheritance in our father's house? Are we not reckoned by him as foreigners? For he has sold us and has also entirely consumed our purchase price. Surely all the wealth which God has taken away from our father belongs to us and our children. Now then, do whatever God has said to you. 
Then Jacob arose and put his children and his wives upon camels, and he drove away all his livestock and all his property which he had gathered, his acquired livestock which he had gathered in Padanaram, to go to the land of Canaan to his father Isaac. When Laban had gone to shear his flock, then Rachel stole the household idols that were the father's, and Jacob deceived Laban the Aramean by not telling him that he was fleeing. So he fled with all that he had, and he arose and crossed the Euphrates River and set his face towards the hill country of Gilead. Laban pursues Jacob. When it was told Laban on the third day that Jacob had fled, then he took his kinsmen with him and pursued him a distance of seven days' journey, and he overtook him in the hill country of Gilead. God came to Laban the Aramean in a dream of the night and said to him, Be careful that you do not speak to Jacob either good or bad. Laban caught up with Jacob. Now Jacob had pitched his tent in the hill country, and Laban with his kinsmen camped in the hill country of Gilead. Then Laban said to Jacob, What have you done by deceiving me and carrying away my daughters like captives of the sword? Why did you flee secretly and deceive me and did not tell me so that I might have sent you away with joy and with songs, with timbrel and with lyre, and did not allow me to kiss my sons and my daughters? Now you have done foolishly. It is in my power to do you harm. But the God of your father spoke to me last night, saying, Be careful not to speak either good or bad to Jacob. Now you have indeed gone away because you longed greatly for your father's house. But why did you steal my gods? Then Jacob replied to Laban, Because I was afraid, for I thought that you would take your daughters from me by force. The one with whom you find your gods shall not live. In the presence of our kinsmen, point out what is yours among my belongings and take it for yourself. For Jacob did not know that Rachel had stolen them. So Laban went into Jacob's tent and into Leah's tent and into the tent of the two maids, but he did not find them. Then he went out of Leah's tent and entered Rachel's tent. Now Rachel had taken the household idols and put them in the camel's saddle, and she sat on them. And Laban felt through all the tent, but did not find them. She said to her father, Let not my Lord be angry that I cannot rise before you, for the manner of women is upon me. So he searched, but did not find the household idols. Then Jacob became angry and contended with Laban, and Jacob said to Laban, What is my transgression? What is my sin that you have hotly pursued me? Though you have felt through all my goods, what have you found of all your household goods? Set it here before my kinsmen and your kinsmen, that they may decide between us two. These twenty years I have been with you. Your ewes and your female goats have not miscarried, nor have I eaten the rams of your flocks. That which was torn of beast I did not bring to you. I bore the loss of it myself. You required of my hand, whether stolen by day or stolen by night. Thus I was by day the heat had consumed me and the frost by night, and my sleep fled from my eyes. These twenty years I have been in your house. I served you fourteen years for your two daughters and six years for your flock, and you changed my wages ten times. If the God of my father, the God of Abraham, and the fear of Isaac, and had not been for me, surely now you would have sent me away empty-handed. God has seen my affliction and the toil of my hands, so he rendered judgment last night. The Covenant of Mizpah. Then Laban replied to Jacob, The daughters are my daughters, and the children are my children, and the flocks are my flocks, and all that you see is mine. But what can I do this day to these my daughters or to their children whom they have been born? So now come, let us make a covenant, you and I, and let it be a witness between you and me. Then Jacob took a stone and set it up as a pillar. 
Jacob said to his kinsmen, gather stones. So they took stones and made a heap and they ate there by the heap. Now Laban called it Jegger Sahadutha, but Jacob called it Galid. Laban said, this heap is a witness between you and me this day. Therefore, it was named Galid and Mizpah. For he said, may the Lord watch between you and me when we are absent one from the other. If you mistreat my daughters or if you take wives besides my daughters, although no man is with you uh, with us, see, God is witness between you and me. Laban said to Jacob, behold this heap and behold the pillar which I have set between you and me. This heap is a witness and the pillar is a witness that I will not pass by this heap to you for harm and you will not pass by this heap and this pillar to me for harm. The God of Abraham and the God of Naor, the God of their father, judge between us. So Jacob swore by the fear of his father Isaac. Then Jacob offered a sacrifice on the mountain and called his kinsmen to the meal. And they ate the meal and spent the night on the mountain. Early in the morning, Laban arose and kissed his sons and his daughters and blessed them. Then Laban departed and returned to his place. pretty obvious here that Jacob, whose name, of course, means deceiver, uh, as he continues to refer to God as the God of his grandfather and the God of his father, but takes no relationship or no possession of God as his God, you can see that everything that he's dished, he's receiving. And now it's really starting to frustrate him. And he's trying to, to do what is right. He's looking for justice. He's looking for justice in Zedekiah. He's looking for the fact that he's worked hard for someone else's gain. And God alone has been blessing him through that. And it's been really at the cost of the one that he's serving. So he's working as hard as he can to do what is right for or not really what is right, but what is asked of him from Laban, his father-in-law. And he wants to help him. He wants to do what's good for him. And through that process, God blessed him. God blessed Jacob over and over and over. And now he's he's seen God's active hand in uh, when Laban says, okay, so all the speckled, all the speckled ones. So all the ones with blemishes, you can keep. Well, then all of them come out speckled. Okay, all the ones with stripes, you can keep. So they all come out with stripes. And so it, it, the offspring that's being left for Laban is getting smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller in his flocks. And of course, Jacob's share, by Laban's own request and, and re- restrictions, he's trying to give less and worse to Jacob, but it's ended up being more and better. But that's because God continues to bless him. Now he's finally at that that moment where he says, what am I to do? I've served you uh, for seven years for Rachel. You tricked me. Seven more years for Rachel. And then I I stayed to help you because God had blessed me. So I was helping you so that you could have uh, gained your flock. I've done nothing to cross you. I've done nothing against you. And you've done nothing but trick me. Uh, That's a great question. 
So even though Jacob was doing everything that he felt to be right, the one key that was missing here is he's following God's guide or his guidance. He's following God's guidance and he's following God's direction, but he's not following with God. And so these things just keep coming back to him. And now he's finally at wit's end. So they make this covenant, which is great. But still, there's one piece in here that's not right yet. And that's the fact that Rachel, unknown to Jacob, has stolen the idols of her father, is hiding them and taking them away. Well, think about what that does for Jacob. Jacob is the the head of the household. He's leading his family. And he's not leading them in a relationship with God. And now Rachel, not knowing, is grabbing these idols of her father's because she's bringing those protective gods. All she's known is what her father's taught her. So she's bringing that with her. Jacob doesn't know about it, but still, he's there while this is going on. And if he had been leading, and if he had been in relationship with God, then his wife, Rachel, would have known. Would not have needed. Would, would, would totally have been okay without running out with those idols. So this is going to come back to Jacob, but it's also going to come back to Rachel. But anyways, the thing here is sometimes, even though we do everything right, it still seems as if circumstance around us is driving us to that breaking point. Because I've done what's right. Father, I've done what you've asked me to do. I've followed your guidance, yet I still seem to find waves and and winds and things that circumstances that are crashing against me. Well, that's okay. A piece that's missing is relationship. When you have that relationship, when you when God becomes so much bigger than you, or bigger to you, more important to you, because of that relationship, then all those circumstances don't seem as big. And then they don't they can't get in and mess up the plans so father i just pray that for people who don't have you as number one don't have you first that you can just just come to them with open arms as we know you do that if they just take that that step of faith you'll be there to just hold them and wrap them up in your arms and i pray that as they understand what it means to have a relationship with you through the son if they understand what it means to be in relationship with Jesus Christ, their Savior. And therefore, they can boldly approach your throne. And then they could truly know not only your guidance, but then they, they can know the one who guides them. And that all these other circumstances could be just irrelevant and small, just mishaps. Because you are truly so big and important and such a priority in their life. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for joining us today. And I hope that uh, that blesses you either as an individual or uh, with you and your other loved ones. Uh, maybe this is uh, something that you're utilizing to, to spend with your family uh, some time around God's word. And uh, of course, that is great. I love that. And I'd love to hear how uh, the Daily Portion podcast is blessing you. If you would, just go to our website at walkingintruthministries.org and um, go on there and just drop us a little note about uh, this podcast or one of our other podcasts, or even just check out the events that we have available. Uh, But again, thank you very much and look forward to seeing you again tomorrow as we dig into our daily portion with WIT Ministries. God bless.